I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be wrapping up our short little series on deconstruction and reconstructing your faith. So I guess construction of your faith. So the past two episodes, we've we've gone into this. The first one was a little bit more of a generalized overview. We did a little specifics, but the last one was definitely more specific into what deconstruction is. Uh, we started to lean in a little bit into what the you know healthiness of it can be and what you should be doing with it after you kind of pick apart a little bit of your faith because in all reality deconstruction of your faith is really just finding out the things that your faith are built on picking those apart and then reconstructing them and putting them back together which is more of what we're going to be talking about this time when i think of reconstruction i i visualize a hand i know it sounds weird but i i visualize a hand i i visualize a hand that is holding on to something it has like hand face up palm open to the sky and it's holding that hand up in the air to god and it's saying okay this thought i have in my mind about this thing what does it mean and it's putting that thought out to god and just open-handedly asking god what is this why is this who are you in this and it's just seeking god for answers and instead of us I th- with our faith, what I've, okay, looking back in the Bible and scriptures, and you look at the Pharisees, and when Jesus walked the earth with the Pharisees, where they, they were like tight-fisted, holding on to what they thought the coming Messiah would be, and, and all of that. Like, they had their own thoughts on the law and how they followed the law, they added to the law more than what the law initially was. And they just were super tight-fisted. And when I think of religion today, I think of that too. I think of how it's super tight-fisted and it's, no, this is what we believe because we've always believed this, or this is what we believe because it's a, a checkbox on our religion. And when I think about reconstruction, I think about it being the loosening of that fist, of an idea that maybe you're wrestling with. It's saying, okay, God, I've, I've held my fist tightly on this thought, but I'm, I feel a push against my inner man that maybe this is something that is not from you, or maybe this is something that I need to see if it's from you because it rubs wrongly against, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling good about it. So it's holding that, that tight, taking that tight fist, holding it, your hand and stretching it open towards God and just asking God about that. Well, I think of it, uh, an illustration more so of when you're younger, and I know it's it seems like it's mostly boys that do this, but girls do it too. And you're you're playing with blocks, whether it be Legos or just you know building blocks, whatever. And almost always, it's um, you know let's let's build a tower, right? And you build this tower, and but it's like it's weak usually you know the younger kids right they just don't exactly understand how to build that tower to make it 
stand and stand strong. Right. They start with a narrow bottom and then make it kind of wider on the top sometimes. You know, yeah, well, right. And or even maybe it's a little wide at the bottom, but then it's just like one piece on top of one piece on top of one piece. Mm-hmm. And that structure itself is is very much easily, you know, can be toppled over where then as they the child gets older and if they're building something like that again, you know, they're going to be doing it in more of a, they're going to think about, well, I need to make this part stronger so that it doesn't fall apart. Right. And so, you know, maybe it's taking something out at one piece and putting a different piece in its place that can build that structure, you know, to a, a stronger degree. So essentially that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about what is it you're wrestling with? What is it you're, you're struggling with? What do you need to surrender to God and work through with God? And then how can you build it back healthier? And like you said, put something in place that would help it to be a firmer, a more secure structure. What's cool about God is he already knows. He already knows your struggles. He already knows what you're wrestling with. He already knows your questions. And so the best thing you can do is wrestle with those, with God and allow God to help you through that process. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you find the answers you need to what you're wrestling with. And don't leave him out of the picture. When I see people fall away from following Christ, it's because they give up on the wrestle. They give up on seeking out who God is and looking to God for the answers. And they feel bad because they question. So they feel like they're not a good Christian or they feel like they're not doing it right. And guess what? It's okay to have questions. It's okay to seek out answers. A lot of what we know about the Bible was because in like a lot of our information, when we read scripture, we learn so much of when Jesus walked the earth because of questions people asked, whether it was Pharisees asking Jesus questions or the disciples asking Jesus question, my favorite of which is Peter. I think without Peter, we'd miss out a lot on a lot of good answers that Jesus gave because Peter would ask the ridiculous questions. And so the ridiculous questions, but yet great answers, you know, and I'm sure the other disciples were like, Peter, But ask the questions and seek them out. God wants to answer them for you. He wants to respond to you. I guess for me, when I think of times my faith has waned, I've asked God and I just pray to God and I said, God, um, refuel my passion for you. You know, refuel my desire for you. Because what happens is I believe we grow apathetic in our faith and we we grow content to where we'll be. We feel like, okay, well, we're doing this Sunday thing. Well, check that off my box or maybe it's just holidays or weddings or whenever you go to church, but you feel like I'm doing it well. I believe God exists, but God wants a relationship with us. He desires us to have him in our everyday life. Where I think we get it wrong in the church so much is we look at it as a devotional time of our day. And then we feel like, okay, we didn't devote that time in our day, that 10 minutes in the morning or five minutes in the morning or five hours, whatever it is for you. I don't know. I didn't do that. So I'm not a good Christian, but here's the thing. God is desiring like all of you, you know, he doesn't want a time a day with you. He wants a day with you. He wants to be with you every day of your life. And he is there, but to have us have that awareness of his presence is so 
imperative in our our faith journey. In Ephesians 2 verse 8 is just such a good reminder. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift of God. And that's out of the NLT, but the New King James Version says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Both translations are good, but I I just love that it's that reminder that we're not saved through ourselves. We're saved through the redemptive purposes of Jesus Christ. And when we put our faith in him and we believe in him, that's where our salvation comes in. But then where do we go from there? How do we build a healthy faith? And first of all, I'm going to say one of the most important things you can do. We talked about this a little last week, how we've seen so many Christians and we ourselves struggled in our faith because of other people in our lives who we thought, well, they're a Christian and, and we maybe learned something about the Lord from them, or we maybe grew in our understanding of Christian doctrine from them. But when they let us down and, and they didn't meet what we thought they should do, or maybe they had a nefarious situation in their life, or maybe, you know, I don't know what, but something that would cause you to question your faith because of who they are or what they did, it can just cause your faith to crumble because maybe you built something you understand God to be upon things that they taught you. And so what I would say, the way you combat that in the rebuilding of your faith would be through having multiple people who you go to for wisdom, multiple people who you go to to learn about the Lord. It could be friends. It could be different ministers. It could be just different avenues of of seeking and growing out your faith. Well, and even those examples Trish was laying out of having those people around you. I mean, don't get us wrong. We've definitely been closed off ourselves over the years where other than Trish and I to each other, it's like we, we haven't necessarily always reached out to others around us. You know, we've had those peaks and valleys of, no, I don't want to talk to somebody else about this, right? This is... Well, I'll talk to Trish, but I don't want to talk to anybody else, you know, and there's, there's those peaks and valleys. It, it could be being in a small group with your church, right. And getting to know people that way and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. Even with this podcast, Trish and I have been talking about, well, maybe we should be reaching out to uh, a, a person or two to, to keep us accountable, right. To make sure that whatever the words that we're speaking really you know that we're not totally off base right that we have some accountability and it's not just us spewing words and whatever we feel and that we're not totally totally off you know off base exactly because when a leader walks away from their faith or they don't live up to what we thought what they taught or whatever it might cause us to question all their teaching no matter how sound it was or how sound it is it might just cause us to, you know, have a red flag and question everything they taught us. But, and, and so that's the importance of making sure you're not just having one source of counsel or wisdom or preaching or whatever. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. It says where there's no counsel, where there's no wisdom, where there's no people around to help direct you, you're going to fall. 
But when it doesn't say where you have a counselor, it says, but in a multitude of counselors. And so it's just that reminder, the scripture is encouraging us to have a lot of people, a multitude of people around us who we can go to for direction, for understanding of scripture. You know, if you have a question about scripture or why God maybe did this in the Bible or whatever, ask one person, that's good, but asking three people would be better. You know, having that multitude of people who you can go to. And it's not just having those people to go to in times of like accountability sake or anything like that, but in those times where you're really questioning something, right? And and being willing to listen to them and not just, hey, I think this, what do you think? You know, and then they give an opinion that's different than yours and you just blow it off, right? It, it has to be a, a two-way street and being able to listen to them right. for that guidance. And they may agree with you sometimes, they may not others. And that doesn't mean that you're wrong, doesn't mean that they're wrong. There can be differences in opinion on a lot of things, and it doesn't mean one person's right or wrong. Well, and this goes back to the analogy I was giving earlier of the tight-fisted versus open-handed. When you have a question about something, truly question it, hold it loosely, if it's, you know, you're wrestling, you know, something I've wrestled with is purity culture. What do I believe about this? Because I've seen some lives really hurt by it. And so the wrestling through all of that helped me to change some of my perspective on the purity culture and on what my understanding of the word of God said versus what my understanding of what man said, you know, and, and holding some of those ideals loosely because, I, I kind of had a tight fist around what I thought about some things for quite a while and even caused a lot of condemnation in my own life and not conviction of the Holy Spirit, but condemnation that is not a healthy way to respond to sin and struggles where you feel like, oh, I'm just going to burn in hell because of this, but rather, um, you know. So anyways, what you're saying is just when you're going to people for answers, Go in really looking for answers or if you have questions or. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess not necessarily go in looking for answers, but you have to be open to hearing a different answer than you're looking for. Right? Sure. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And even when you're going through scripture, because that's a huge way to rebuild your faith. That's we talked about this previously, but that's really where I felt the charge of the Lord to rebuild my faith after I kind of went through a deconstruction period was to dive deep into scripture. And I think about the parable. I shared this recently at a event I spoke at, but where it talks about how the master gave the talents to the servants and the servants each did something different with the talents. And I, I took it in a few different directions, but one of the directions I went with it was where you have the two servants who actually did something with their talents. And then you have the one servant who hid his talent away. And when the one servant hid his talent away, the reason why he hid it away is because he said, master, I knew you to be this way. And so instead of taking what the master had given him and doing something with it, he took what the master had given him and, and hid it away because he had a misunderstanding of the master. And I believe so much in our wrestle with our faith, it has to do with because we have a misunderstanding of who God is. We have all these preconceived notions and we think maybe he's a harsh man and maybe we think he's going to cause us harm and we don't understand who God is because we've been taught by others. We've been heard rumors, but it's when you know the master, you understand his goodness and you're going to do so much more with that. 
And if you want to just go read the story, it's in Matthew 25. But I just kind of alluded to it here a little bit because I do believe a huge part of our faith is to know God. And when we have a misunderstanding of God, we are going to wane more in our faith. And Proverbs 3 Verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust comes from your heart, guys. And then it says, and lean not on your own understanding. Our minds can take us many different places. We have endless thoughts running through our mind that probably don't always glorify God. But it's that leaning not on what we understand, but leaning on who God is that will help us to have a stronger faith. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So I'm going to I'm going to bring it back into another analogy. And it's 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 also blocks, but not like kids building blocks, but Jenga. Right. So when you play Jenga, you're pulling a piece out and you put it on top but you never fill those holes back in, right? And what happens in Jenga? Because you don't fill those holes back in of those pieces that you pulled out. Eventually someone loses because the tower tumbles, right? Similarly to little kids building a, a tower, right? And it's just so important that no matter what, again, I personally encourage people to, in, in, in a sense, deconstruct their faith be able to more so remodel their faith and find those things that it's like, Oh, I was taught this at a young age, but is this truly something that I like my faith is hanging on to? Or is it just because I heard it over and over again? So I just automatically think this is the way it is. Right. And it, and it very well could be, or maybe it, it's not. And maybe there's something else that's, should be there instead, right? And so it's being okay with pulling that piece out, examining it, right? Leaning on others around you to and being open to something of a different answer than you might be wanting, listening to to God, listening to the Holy Spirit, right? About these things that you're questioning, reading God's word and trying to align it all. You know, there's just so much that we can get out of just reading scripture. There's so much you can get out of just prayer time, but doing those things together and then also having a community around you that you can have support and open and honest conversation with is really important. When I think about when we remodeled our house, it was uncomfortable. We did a remodel during the first shutdown. We started our podcast during the first shutdown. So we did a remodel and a, and a podcast starting up thing all at once. Um, but what we did was we re, we took down a wall. We took down, you know, parts of our, we took off, we scraped all the ceilings, I guess. And, you know, just did all the stuff, dug up all the flooring and, and redid things like that. But it was so uncomfortable to live in. It was not great. But we still had the sound structure of our house. The wall we took down was not a support wall. So it didn't impact the structure of our house. We were still able to sleep here, eat here, um, go about life. But it was uncomfortable. It was not very enjoyable. It was definitely miserable. But yet all of our basic needs were supplied for. We were we had a good, you know. And it, it cost us a lot, right, to rebuild our house and do something we really liked. 
it wasn't cheap. It was expensive. And and it's still not perfect. And, and it's still not perfect. Exactly. And and that's when I think of reconstruction. That's kind of what you're doing. Essentially, you're remodeling your your faith a little bit. And it might be messy and dirty and hard to deal with for a little while. But we had help. We didn't do it on our own. We had people come in and help us. Shout out to my brothers. And they came in and helped us. We certainly couldn't have done it by ourselves. And it was expensive. And that's how, you know, it's salvation is free, but the kingdom of God will cost you everything. So if you really want to have an intense, intimate relationship with God, you guys, now we're not just talking about those of you who are, who are struggling in your faith. I'm talking about those of you who want to go deep with God and who want to be on fire for God. It's costly and it, it's worth it. It's worth, it's so worth it. It, you know, get in with God and give your life to God and be a living sacrifice for God. And that's how you rebuild into such a beautiful structure into, a, a you know, something God can use as an ambassador for his kingdom, just someone who is sold out for him and, and given him everything. So if you've enjoyed the these past couple episodes or you have questions yourself surrounding this, maybe you have some doubts or some some questions that you don't know who to ask or you, you're just like, this is intriguing. I don't know exactly, you know, maybe you're having thoughts that you're questioning are, are okay to have, right? Hey, idea, send them to us. Maybe it's something we can talk about on our podcast and we give you a different perspective. Right. So, and if you ask us a question or bring something to us, doesn't mean, you know, we're not going to call you out and like, you know, drop your name. You know, it could be anonymous. It doesn't have to be anything uh, where we're like, so-and-so uh, brought this to us. And, you know, and then we totally disagree with you or something like that. We're not going to do anything like that, but feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You should be able to search Fallen Short Podcast and find it. Uh, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this or you think someone else that you know uh, would benefit from listening to something like this, uh, please share it with your friends. And hopefully they can find us on their favorite podcast platform. So uh, until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish. And we love you guys. or maybe you're aspiring to start one. If you are, we'd like to encourage you to check out Blueberry Podcasting for all of your hosting needs. We use Blueberry today, and let me tell you, it's it's real slick. Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin. So if you use our code Fallen Short, you can get your first month free. So you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast.